eased into other things. California, New York, people, cars, dogs, children. Do you like good music? She asked me. What's good music? I asked. Classical music. Sure, I said. I love it. The eyes looking harder. Was that the basis of the search? Gee, she said. She sat hugging her knees. The filtering sunlight touched her white shoulders. She couldn't have been more than seventeen, I thought. I was smiling. Why, gee? I asked her. Because men never like good music, she said. My... She stopped. Her eyes lowered. What's the Hollywood Bowl like? I asked her, not wanting to let conversation run down. She was looking again, shaking her head. I don't know, she said. I sure wish I could go, though. Too easy, I thought. Where is the hedging, the sly evasions, the mental sparring of a he and she, the moxie? No moxie in Peggy. That was her name. What's yours? She asked. David, I said. David Newton. And so we talked. I'm trying to remember the significant things she said. They came out once in a while, in between straight data about her mother, dead, her father, a retired Navy man, her profession, none, and her spirit, obviously stepped on somewhere. She saw my book and asked what it was. I told her, and we got started on the subject of historical novels. They're dirt, she said. Nothing but sex. Something in her eyes. A hardness. I said, why read them if they offend her? I'm looking for a decent one, she said. I'll write one, I said. Obvious move. Impress the little girl. I am a writer. What do you think about that, young lady? She didn't catch it. We kept skating around with words talking about home and background, school and other things. I told her I'd graduated from the University of Missouri Journalism School three years before. She told me about traveling around with her mother, father, and brother until her mother died, then she and Philip, her brother, not being able to follow the old man from one base to another anymore, so they stayed in San Francisco with a friend of her mother's. She was a swell woman, Peggy Lister said, but her husband... What about him? He was a pig, she said. A significant remark. Not to me at the time, but later I understood. Now, though, I just listened halfway, devoting the other half of my attention to looking at her almost childlike face, at the way her hair was parted on the right, the boyish wave of blonde hair over the left part of her forehead, the full lips, delicately red, and those eyes. How could a face like that give you premonitions? It just didn't, and that was too bad. We were in the middle of a discussion on jazz when she stood up. I have to go, she said. I felt myself start. I'd almost forgotten we'd just met. She began to put on her jeans and blouse. Well, I have to get back to my novel, too, I said, standing up trying again. Oh, that, she said, frowning. No, 
When I'm writing, not reading, I said, giving up subtleties. We scuffled across the warm sands. Gee, she said, you like good music and you write. She shook her head. I got the impression she was confused. Is it so strange? I asked. Men aren't sensitive enough to do things like that. We reached a corner on Arizona, and she started to turn off. I fiddled around, asking for her phone number, and she fiddled back, finally giving it to me with a brooding reluctance. I memorized the number. We said goodbye, and I watched her walking down toward Santa Monica Boulevard. She moved with a relaxed, effortless grace. I turned away. I went home and worked on the book with a renewed vigor. That afternoon I sent a card to a friend in New York. Met me a cute gal, it read. Glad you aren't here.